0: Today we are going to talk about uh, prayer and fellowship, Okay, reading to you a verse from Genesis chapter 5 verse 24. Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 says like this, Enoch walked with God, and he was no more, for God took him away. Genesis chapter 5 verse 24 says, Enoch walked with God, then he was no more. Because God took him away. Now you see, this man Enoch, he was not under the law, but he was in the Old Testament. We read about him in the Old Testament. Okay, He was not under the law, but he was walking with God. And Bible says, as he was walking with God, God took him away. So we need to understand what is walking with God. Because uh, everybody walked with God, Who the 12 disciples walked with uh, Jesus. They were physically walking with Jesus. And uh, the 12 disciples always received comfort, always received strength, because they saw a physical Jesus beside them. That is the reason when Jesus said, I am going, they got scared. They wanted to know, Master, where are you going? What is the route? And that is where John 15, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Okay. But, uh, you know, the disciples had a lot of comfort because the disciples were walking, they were talking. They were even eating, they were fellowshipping uh, with a physical Jesus right It was not a Jesus whom they could not see it was a Jesus whom they could see beside them and that that was one very big comfort to the disciples. So when Jesus said, "If I go away, another comforter will come for you that was something that was not easily understandable to the disciples because according to them, how can a man so powerful, how can a man who does miracles? be with them, and it is advantageous to them. And how this man now says, once he goes, he will send somebody who will be a comforter to them, or who it is better to their advantage that he will go away. For them, it always looked like a disadvantage that Jesus is going away. So, coming back to the verse in Genesis chapter 5, where it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him away. So, in the garden, in the garden of Eden, we see that Adam knew that God was coming to him because he heard the footsteps of God walking towards him. That's the first reference in the Bible we hear about walking. Okay, Adam knew that it was time for communion with God. Adam knew that it was time for fellowship with God because he could hear the footsteps of God walking towards him. Okay, And then this reference says, Enoch walked with God and he was not, God took him away. So we all know that when Adam heard the footsteps of God, he knew it was time for fellowship. He knew it was time for communion. He knew it was time where God would speak to him. But the same Adam, after he fell, when he heard the footsteps of God walking towards him, he went and hid away. He covered himself with leaves. He said, I was afraid. He said, I am naked. He came to the consciousness of himself. But now we see from Adam, seven generations, Enoch. And Enoch, we see, walked with God and he was not, so he was taken away. So what is this walking in God? The original Hebrew word here for walking with God is Halak. And Halak means walking in a strong relationship. Halak means walking in a strong relationship with God. That means from Adam till Enoch, there was no one who actually Walked with God, or who actually put in an effort, who actually was conscious that the Lord would be close to them. So, none of them saw the benefit of walking with God. But it was Enoch who built a strong relationship with God that the Bible describes and says Enoch walked with God. Now, in other words, the Bible is saying that the same God who came walking towards Adam and whose voice Adam heard and ran away is the same God whom Enoch walked with. That is the reason Enoch did not see death and he was taken away. So we read about Enoch in New Testament also in the the book of Hebrews. But why I'm sharing this with you is because this is something that happened even before the death, the incarnation, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. And we see a man who is so strongly walking in his relationship with God that death could not touch him, or God did not allow him to see death, but God took him away. So if it is possible for a man, even before the blood of Jesus was shed, to experience an intimate relationship with God like that, it is also possible for you and me to experience an intimate relationship with God like that. So when we uh, are doing this fast, one of the things why we are telling you is the last one or two hours in the night before you sleep, And the first one or two hours in the day before you, uh, as soon as you wake up, obviously you cannot pray before you wake up, or you might be praying in the sleep. Uh, One or two hours as soon as you wake up, why are we saying to you is uh, build your uh, communion with God, build your uh, fellowship with God, is because that is the time that you can actually focus better on communing with God. It's just like, you know, when the day starts, there are so many distractions. You cannot keep your phone off. You cannot be without listening to your boss. You cannot uh, drive the vehicle without looking at the traffic, okay? Or else, uh, possibility you might may get an get into an accident or bump into somebody else, right? So even in Jesus' life, we see this pattern that though Jesus was a miracle worker, though Jesus was a miracle healer, though Jesus was you know always provided for. Though Jesus uh, always had all things in sufficiency, we always see that Jesus withdrew himself. He withdrew himself from the crowd. So we read an instance where people were clapping hands and people were uh, discussing among themselves that they wanted to make Jesus the king. But Bible says Jesus withdrew himself and he went to the mount to pray. That means it was more important for Jesus to listen. what the father was saying even in a moment of success then actually receiving the applause of men then actually uh, you know feeling good about the success that came to pass when he multiplied the bread and the fish the people said probably this man is not only a prophet and a healer he's much more than that he he needs to be a king because if he's a king now he can supply food to us like the Romans, he won't ask us to be slaves. Like the Romans, he won't take taxes from us. But he he might supply free food to us. So that was the plan of the people who wanted to make Jesus the king. But then we see that Jesus, some people are laughing. Yeah, It's like that, you know, just like before elections, Somebody says one bottle free and one packet of biryani free, how people put words, just the same way, you know. People thought, oh, there is a miracle man here, not only healing, he's giving bread for free. And with bread, he's also giving fish for free. So why don't we make him the king? All the problem of economy, all the problem of food is solved. So we see in such a moment also, usually in life when we go through such moments, when people are praising us, people are appreciating us, or everybody is calling us and telling congratulations, usually in such a moment, uh, we just want to feel good. We just want to stay a little longer so that people actually can give out their entire appreciation and we can receive their entire appreciation. Right? We just want to stay a little longer. But we see specifically in the Bible, instances where Jesus withdrew himself from the crowd and he goes to pray and he prays late till late in the night. And Bible also says, as his custom was to wake up early and pray. That means the two important times when Jesus prayed was in the night and in the morning. During the day he was doing the miracles. During the day he was singing with everyone. During the day he was dancing at the wedding. During the day whenever need arises, he did miracles for people. But what was he doing towards the end of the day and starting of the day? is he was fellowshipping or he was communing with the Father. Now, in the garden, just before Jesus goes to the cross, in the garden, we see that Jesus tells the disciples, watch and pray. Now, when Jesus tells the disciples, watch and pray, Jesus goes, and when Jesus goes to pray, he comes back after some time, and when he comes back after some time, He finds the disciples are sleeping. So, when he finds the disciples are sleeping, he tells one word here in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says, Watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Okay? I'll repeat that verse once again. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Watch and pray. So that you will not enter into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Now, why did Jesus tell Peter and the other disciples to watch and pray so that they will not enter into temptation? While the real man, the only man going to undergo temptation, or the man actually who was facing everything, was going to be Jesus himself. So, if you understand the words of Jesus, If you understand the pattern of the life of Jesus, okay? One thing where Jesus did not get tempted was with his identity. One area where Jesus never got tempted was with his identity. When he was baptized in the water and he came out of water, the voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When he went into the wilderness, after 40 days, the tempter comes. And the tempter asked the same thing again. If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, turn this stone into bread. Now the tempter was asking a question that was attacking the identity of Jesus directly. And if Jesus would have performed the miracle, it meant that Jesus was insecure about himself. So he wanted to show the tempter that he was indeed the Son of God. That is the time Jesus told the tempter Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that means, these 40 days that Jesus was fasting, though he did not receive physical bread, though he did not receive physical bread, he received one voice from God saying, You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And he began to hear God on the basis of that voice again and again, again and again. And even though food could not sustain him, that voice and the affirmation from that voice sustained him. Now, why am I sharing that instance to you is because when the Bible says, watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation, many times immediately the thing that comes to our mind is, oh, probably this guy is drinking because he doesn't pray. Probably this guy is smoking because he doesn't pray. Probably this uh, person is so bad because he doesn't pray. Now all those things are bad, I agree with that, but the temptation that is mentioned here is not actually in regards to an outward action. The outward action is a manifestation of an inward insecurity. The outward action is a manifestation of an inward insecurity. That's the reason the three questions the tempter asked Jesus, Jesus never reacted to those questions. Okay. Jesus just gave the answer as in the textbook. He just said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He just said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. He just said, You shall worship the Lord your God and none other you shall worship. Why? Because he didn't want to react to that question. Now many people react when temptation comes, and that is where they fall. Because as soon as that bad thought comes to them, now they start thinking. Oh, I need to control this thought. Oh, I should not do this. And as soon as they start thinking that, that they need to micromanage their thought or their action, they will fall. Because the tempter always comes with something to get us to react. And whether we react positively or negatively, we are going to fail. So we just need to follow the Jesus pattern. And we need to remember Jesus quoted from the textbook. In other words, Jesus was saying, I am so secure that i will not come down to a level of debating with you all i will tell you is what is there in the textbook though i can come down to the level and you know explain it to you i can perform the miracle i will just quote it to you from the textbook so jesus was tempting the tempter jesus was tempting the tempter to read the textbook or he was tempting the devil to read the textbook or quote the uh, bible okay so when jesus says here watch and pray so that you do not enter into temptation what is this temptation this temptation is to live outside of our identity in the spirit when we live outside our identity in the spirit that is when wrong desires or wrong thoughts start budding up in our heart or our mind as long as we are in the spirit the thoughts we get the desires we get are only of the spirit bible says go it is god who is the author of every good thing. In him there is no shadow or turning. He is the one who gives good good gifts to us. So as long as we are in the spirit, okay, as long as we are walking in the spirit, as long as we are thinking in the spirit, we do not give a chance for the temptation to overtake us. But we give a chance to the temptation to overtake us when we are not in the spirit. So Jesus was saying, that we are going to face something beyond from here, from the garden. And because you've only seen the good side of the ministry before the garden, the disciples only saw a good side of the ministry. And even though Jesus was going to the climax of for what he had come, he knew that the disciples would not be able to understand what he was going through and why he was going through that. So he told them, watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation enter into temptation and then immediately he says one thing he says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak now the flesh every one of our bodies okay or our flesh our mind our carnal mindset okay our thought patterns always they like to cling on to the earthly identity that we have okay just give you one small example okay Uh, Now it's lockdown time, so you can't go out of your house for a marriage or a birthday party because it's curfew after 6pm. Okay? Imagine if there was no lockdown and no curfew and you had a very important birthday party to attend Okay, at 9 o'clock and already you made up your mind that post 8 o'clock you're not going to eat or not going to meet anyone. Now immediately your body, because you relate to your natural self better through your body and your mind, your body will start saying, <laughs> right? Because our body is like that, right? It always speaks things that edify the body, not the spirit. So Jesus is saying, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Now why was the spirit of the disciples willing? Because the disciples saw that this man Jesus, who was doing miracles, morning and night, he would spend time with the one he called father they did not know that you know he was in a deep communion with God they knew he was up to something but they did not understand that he was in a deep communion with God and he was relating to God as the father they did not understand that he was downloading stuff from the father's heart and the father's mind into himself so that he can show it to people they did not understand that but what Jesus was telling them is that they already had a desire to be something like Jesus. But their spirit was willing, but their flesh was weak. And now because their flesh was weak, they were continuously giving into their flesh. And because they were continuously giving into their flesh, it was easy for them to be tempted. Right? It was easy for them to be tempted. So coming back to from where we started, okay? Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God to come away. That means Enoch walked, with with God in so close communion in so deep a relationship that all the desires that were birthed out of Enoch everything Enoch thought was a result of his fellowship was a result of his communion with God. He did not force himself to be righteous but he was righteous just because he was in deep communion and fellowship with God. One more version says Enoch walked and talked with God enoch walked and talked with god so that is also one reason why we are telling you is to uh, to talk to god last one hour last two hours of the day and talk to god first one hour or two hours of the morning usually if we are not giving into gadgets or tv or phone or ipad or you know uh, in lockdown i hear people are uh, crazy about video game also so video game or such things usually when we are not given into these things when we are all by ourselves one of the things that we all do is we talk to ourselves okay like literally we don't talk hello Prem. how are you Prem? you ate this thing today Prem. this thing went good today Prem. that thing we don't talk like that but in our mind we are always talking to ourselves right in our mind we are always talking to ourselves and imagine we are in a see, uh, we are caught up with some pain or we are caught up with some financial problem, we are caught up with some tension because of office or home or something, then whatever we are talking is all worry. Whatever we are talking is all worry. So the only opposite of worry is worship. Okay, The only opposite of worry is worship. So that is why we tell you that last one to two hours of the night and first one to two hours of the day, talk to God because when you talk to God, you don't give a chance for yourself to think for yourself. Right? Because the more you think about yourself, the more you will talk to yourself. Right? And the more you talk to God, the more you will think that because I have surrendered this into God's hands, He is going to take care of me. Okay? So don't lie on the bed, don't lie on the couch, don't be on the sofa, and you know, don't stare into the stars and you know, start talking to yourself. The most important thing is to talk to God. Remember everything started, okay? The The whole effect of the first sin, or the eating of the knowledge of good and evil, can be seen in Adam's disassociation or Adam's broken fellowship with God, because the knowledge of good and evil now starts talking to us every day, every night, and that is the reason actually we talk to ourselves more, right? So talk to God. As you talk to God, you will understand that. Your reasoning is coming down. As you talk to God, you will understand that your doubts are coming down. As you talk to God, you will also understand that because you are talking to God now, you are automatically trusting Him to do things for you, which you would not do by yourself if you were talking to yourself. Did you understand? When you talk, you actually surrender whatever is there in your heart to Him. And as you surrender whatever is there in your heart to Him, you also open up yourself to receive more from Him. Okay? So that's for today. We will see you tomorrow and uh, we'll pray now. After the prayer, we'll catch up tomorrow. Remember, 8pm to 8am, no phone, no gadget, no food. Okay? Binge. Binge means what, you know? Uh, French fries and burger, you see how people eat? Binge. But don't binge on food. Don't binge on digital media. You know, right now, the scariest thing to see is TV9 or anything like that because every news is spicy hot okay they need views okay they are doing it because they get money you won't get money your bank will your money will go off okay That's by seeing more news okay so binge but what would you binge binge on the word and talk to God the most important thing to carry out from today yesterday we talked about trusting God today we are talking about talking to God the more you talk to him the more you will trust him the more you trust him the more you will talk to him let's just pray Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for everyone who is on this call today. We thank you for everyone who is also hearing the recording, who is on the audio, and everyone who is going to receive this file, Father. We pray as your word shows us an example, Father, that the seventh from Adam, he talked and walked with you in such a way that he escaped death, Father. And Jesus has already, through his blood and through his body, made an access for us to come face to face and talk to you. This is our greatest privilege. This is our greatest honor. This is our greatest blessing. So, Father, I pray as we practice this, that people here under the influence of my voice will be filled with your Holy Spirit as they empty their worry, Father, as they empty their worry in worship, Father. I pray, Father, let your peace, let your love surround them, Father. I pray for a baptism of love to come upon them, Father. I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon them, Father. I pray for a fresh experience, Father. I can right now hear the Father say that there are many people who don't feel fresh. There are many people who feel that the rivers of living waters have stopped flowing from within them. And this 21 days, God is going to give you a fresh experience. This 21 days, God is going to give you a fresh perspective. This 21 days, God is going to give you a fresh vision. As you wait on Him, as you wait on Him, your strength is being renewed. Your strength is being renewed. You will run faster than ever before. You will have more might than ever before. Most importantly, Every kind of blockage is being cleared that you can hear his voice clearly for yourself in regards to each and every area of your life. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We bless everybody on this call. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, thank you so much. We see you tomorrow, sharp 8.30. Bye-bye.